Soraya, 102. <laughs> 102. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm doing good. Doing good. So uh, it's time for another album focus. I think so. I think that's a good way to start us off. Can we say uh, Paisley adjacent album focus? I'm not going to start this. <laughs> this is an album we enjoy. How about that? Yes, yes, yes. And definitely in the Paisley universe. Yes, definitely. So we're going to be talking about Green on Red's Gravity Talks album. Yep. I say we jump into it. Let's do it. Hi, this is Soraya. And this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tune. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agrubiar. Let's get groovy. So Gravity Talks by Green on Red. This album came out in 1983 on Slash Records. I have two copies of it. Two album copies. Two copies? Yeah, I have a um, a promotional copy that I got from Slash, right. and then a few years ago I ordered a Japanese pressing. Ooh, what's the difference between the two? The Japanese pressing sounds better. It's just crisper and clearer, mm-hmm. but otherwise it's they're the same, same songs. No, no additional tracks or no, no, it just sounds much, much better. So, so yeah, I had to get had to get a Japanese pressing. It sounds good. This is my favorite Green on Red album. So it's a um, really good one. Yeah, yeah. The band at the time was Dan Stewart, who was in the band the entire time, playing guitar and singing. Um, our buddy Chris Kakavez doing everything: <laughs> guitar, lap steel, electric piano, regular piano, singing. Um, who's also been on a guest on our show a couple times. Yeah. Speaking speaking of which, Jack Watterson is the a bass player, um, and the late Alex McNichol is the drummer at the time, who's no longer with us. So, um, I love this album. It was recorded uh, according to the notes that I see um, at Quad Tech Studio in Los Angeles in July of '83, and released later in the year. This is an album that I was trying to remember where I came to Green on Red. And my memory's pretty fuzzy, actually. They weren't part of Radio Tokyo, so it wasn't that. I think the way that I came to Green on Red was uh, because as a result of the Danny and Dusty record that we had talked about uh, on a previous episode with Ronnie. I think after I saw that Steve Wynn and the guys were part of that and the Long Rider guys were a part of that project with Danny and Dusty, and I bought that uh, is where I started to learn about Green on Red. So I went back and I got this album, Gravity Talks, and then from there I went back to their first EP that was released prior to this, and then everything afterwards. But I think that that's how I came to Green on Red. Do you remember how you first heard about them? I remember someone recommending it and um, and me giving it a listen, like. Um, I don't trying to remember who it was that recommended it but it was one of those things where I listened to it and I liked it and I listened to it a lot you know before before bringing other people into (laughs) you know that audio universe yeah yeah this one this one has a lot of songs where I think they really grab you 
um, mm -hmm. we decided we were going to pick a couple songs like we do and talk about the songs. And I had a hard time narrowing it down to two. Uh, but um, a lot of these songs, I think, uh, really, r really grab me personally right away. So, Okay, so can I just share something weird? I don't know if you found it as well, but somebody has on YouTube posted a video, okay, a video that was recorded for Gravity Talks, the actual track. Oh, yes. It, have you seen it? Yes, that's a fun one. Okay, but did you read the notes? No. For it? No. So I'm sorry, I'm just trying to pull it up because I wanted to read it. Okay, so somebody named Michael Johnson okay. said, the woman sitting under the tree at the beginning is Marianne Williamson, presidential candidate and motivational speaker and author. What? And then he says, the man in the white wig is me. And we shot this back in the 80s at Descanso Gardens. What? Yes. So when I read that, I watched the video again. And I said, well, get out of here. It's pretty interesting. And sure enough, and I'm wondering if it's the same that because she's dressed in period garb, as you know. Yeah. He's obviously Newton. But um yeah. But I'm trying to figure out if she's the same gal in these really groovy go-go boots and outfit at the end. Huh. Dancing with Newton. And, and like I've watched it a few times, and I think it's the same person, but I'm not sure. Uh, but how you like them apples? I thought it was funny when I. When I went, that, what? How do you like them apples? <coughs> I like how you did that. <laughs> well, in, sorry, pun non intended, but <laughs> but um, good nonetheless. So yeah, anyways. Oh, that's hilarious. It's, a, it's just a little bit of trivia. That is cool. Now, I don't know for sure that whether I'm going to assume I'm going to take this guy's word for it. Yeah. But anyways, that but is we cool. didn't pick Gravity Talks. We picked different tracks. Yeah, yeah. And but that is a great that is a great opening track for sure. Yes. I yeah. love it's for, on that song Dan's vocals and Chris's organ. Chris's organ yeah it sounds so weird saying that sorry <laughs> or chris's piano but <laughs> the organ played by no it sounds worse that way okay um, let's just move chris on chris kakavis yeah. just he's on fire on this track and i love 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 that piano yeah me too me too but you didn't yeah. pick that song neither one of us picked what song did you pick What's well, the first one that you want to play? Okay, so how about let's play, um, it's track three. Five Easy Pieces. Ooh, that's a good one. Man, the guitar on this track is insane. And I think that's, it's like you said, this album has, what is it, 13 tracks? And they grab you, literally, they grab you from the beginning. And this was... It was, is one of my favorites on the album, Five Easy Pieces.
love that song. It's wild, man. But and then just now as you're playing it, all I can hear is that really groovy piano and yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. And, and I, I like Dan Stewart's vocals. I always have. And there's just a lot of grit behind that. I like this song a lot. Yeah, and I think it's a great pick to start because it definitely has that green on red Americana feel to it. it. Yeah. It captures everything that they are in that one song, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, with you. So I'm not sure if it's influenced by the 1970s Jack Nicholson film of the same name, maybe. Um, but uh, I think he was a he was an oil rigger and a, one one of those tough, rough guys. And it in the song, uh, Dan Stewart sings about the um, about a gun and getting it done and <laughs> just green on red Americana at its best. Look, Dan Stewart tells a really good story. Yes. In a song. Yes. And I mean, you know, he's written books on his own and, you know, you can access those and, and get those and I highly recommend them. But I just love how he weaves a tale through a song. And for me, Five Easy Pieces is one of those. It's really, I don't know, it just grabs you. I like it. I yeah. like the song a lot. Yeah, it's great. It's a great pick. So right. for mine, I'm going to jump to side two. Um, actually, okay. both of my picks are from, from side two. Um, yeah. My first pick is the fourth song on side two, Abigail's Ghost. Um, there's a few things that I like about it. Uh, I like that there's not really a chorus on it. It's just verse, musical interlude, verse, musical interlude. So it's got an, a, an interesting arrangement to it that I really like. And the guitar parts... Uh, that on the little musical interlude sounds like uh, I want to say like garage 60s-ish and in my opinion this is their most Paisley underground type album out of all of their releases I think they get a little bit more Americana even more so as they go along but especially with the organ and this this song to me has that kind of post-punk um television type guitar that's choppy i just i love the song i love how the guitars come in and again the arrangements i think are really cool but i say we give it a spin this is abigail's ghost Seems so 
What do you think of that guitar part? Or those guitar parts, I should say. That song is so stinking good. It is good. I was doing a little bit of research online, and apparently there's a band called Abigail's Ghost that came out in 2003. I have no idea who they are, except they came out of Berkeley School of Music. Um, but uh, I would imagine that maybe they were Green on Red fans. Uh, hey, I, that doesn't, that wouldn't surprise me. No, no, no. There, I think there's lots of us Green on Red fans out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. So what about your second pick? So my second pick is a song that I like. And recently, it's been a, it's been a minute. Uh, Steve Wynn did a really neat um, acoustic version of this, like a very, very stripped down version of it on one of his um, uh, medicine show shows. Oh. Um, I believe that was the last time I heard it. Wow. Um, and it, it's just a very good song. And uh, I liked it. So, I, I mean, I still do. Uh, but when I heard Steve Wynn strip it down and play it, I really, really liked it a lot, too. That's what you're here for. on lead vocals i love it i like this song so much and chris's vocals are really i don't know i i like chris singing you know and uh we've told him as much and uh it's just a good song it's heartfelt i like it yeah you mentioned that steve Wynn 
did that version on his uh, live performance. There's also a YouTube live performance of Chris and Steve somewhere in Europe doing a version of it that's really, really good too. Yeah. But yeah, great song. I love it. Thank you for picking that one. Yeah. What's your final pick? So final is a good word to, to use because it's, it's the very last song on the album. The last song on side two, which is narcolepsy. I had no idea at, when the album first came out what narcolepsy even was. <laughs> so I, I learned what narcolepsy was from Green on Red. <laughs> and um, the songs that we've picked so far are in the two minute, two to three minute range. This one's five and a half. Uh, it's a little bit... Um, uh, more mid-tempo than the, the songs that we've picked so far. So we're going to end uh, with narcolepsy. So hopefully nobody falls asleep during it. I don't see how you could. It's a great song. But um, I really like I really like the tune. And it, I, I figured it had a different vibe than Abigail's Ghost. And I wanted uh, everybody to hear a different side of Green on Red. So we're going with narcolepsy.
you in an album. Dude, that's that's like stinging the dagger. <laughs> yeah. Boom. I also wanted to mention that I really like the the arpeggio guitar, the the way they, they're picking guitar parts. And um, we've mentioned Chris, we've mentioned Dan, but Jack Watterson on this song, the bass has a very cool, cool bass line that keeps the song together. And then um, at the end, some of those are in the breakdown and the end, um, I, I don't know if it's Dan or Chris playing, but they do this ascending thing on the guitar mm-hmm. where it sounds kind of dissonant, a little off, um, a little spooky, creepy, I don't know, uh, but I, I love that. It's like a little experimental side going on with Green on Red and just them getting all <laughs> getting all crazy and just ending the song like that. But I I I think it's a great way to end the album. Oof, it's a fantastic track. Yeah. And you and I have always you know, you and I talk a lot about um the thought behind track listings and placement, track placement. But also, you and I have also talked about how side twos are places for a lot of different tracks, you know. And I think the four tracks that we've picked today, granted, it's just four out of 13 tracks, but it's real variety of um, focus, of arrangement, vocal style, but all very emblematic of what Green on Red was. You know, it's hard to say or or put them in one category because they tend to kind of go all over the place. It was, it was a, it's a really good album and a really good variety of tracks and you get to see how they shine on all of them. And, you know, you know, between Chris Kakavis throwing every instrument that I think he knows how to play at us. And then, you know, Dan and um, guitars and Jack just being ridiculous on bass. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You get you get a lot. You get a lot on this album. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And if it's been a while since you've listened to it, go back, pull it out, listen to it again. Yes. Yes. Bloody good. Yes. And we were mentioning the connections um, to the Paisley Underground. And with Steve Wynn um, having a connection with the band. Um, but also on this album, Matt Pucci from Rain Parade plays on a track, um, Snake Bit, which is really cool too. So yeah. So there's uh, there's that connection to it, as well as them all being friends and hanging out. I think Matt had told us that Green on Red was one of the, the best bands that ever came out of that scene or any scene. Right, right. So... So great album, like Soraya says. If you have not listened to this recently, I suggest you pull it out and give it another spin. Um, yeah, and, and if if like me, it was not in your collection for a number of years. A lot of my albums just you know things yeah. went by the wayside. Um, you can find uh, good copies. Um, the streaming services have it. Oh, good. Um, and, um, I did like a, a search for physical copies and they're out there. Yeah. They're out there, but, um, such a darn good album. Yeah. I'm glad they gave it to us. Yes, me too. And I'm and glad we, that- may, we may have to ask Chris Kakavis about five easy pieces. 
and what yeah. the inspiration behind that is. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, gente, agruviar. Groove on, Paisley people. Science.